generally hard. I mean, it's not... We've had three years of really good times. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, we were burned 10 grand in a week and we're like, meh, it's okay. Not a big deal. We got this house. We got two trucks. You know, we got a new car for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And I have my pickup, which I love my pickup still. My Everybody Titan. loves your pickup. Everybody loves my Titan. <laughs> so it, it definitely needs a little bit of love now, but it's still an awesome truck. So, but... No, it doesn't <sighs> help when we have the little things or we're getting hung up on. Mm-hmm. We have to deal with the girls not getting their stuff in school. We have to deal with, you know, and that, all of the animals. It's and, the consistency. Yeah. It's really what it, everything... It's like, I think you'd said it once before about routine. It's like, there's a, it's hard to have a routine. You need to get up at 5 o'clock or 5.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. right? I am in the kitchen where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the kitchen barefoot, you know, and, and making breakfast, making lunch, and getting everything set up on that side. You've got the girls for the fitness room. Mm-hmm. and Getting them to get their brains in gear. Mm-hmm. because it, And it's I think that's really helped. They've seemed okay. less tired throughout yeah. this past week, and that's great. Because, you know. Well, they almost, well, Lily specifically is like always looking for that afternoon nap now. Like she tries to sneak off for like a quick 20 minute nap somewhere. Well, she gets that from her mom. Yeah. Well, no, her mom just naps everywhere. Well, yeah, but she can, you know, (laughs) that's what she does. If she's tired, instead of, you know, walking off and, you know, being grumpy, she'll Mm -hmm. just be like, eh, and take a nap and then be good. And nobody will even know that she took a nap, so... That's where she gets it from, but she can't, she doesn't have the time because mm-hmm. she has to be spending so much time catching up on everything that she doesn't know because yeah. algebra is going to, it's, it's going to screw her over if she doesn't get it all. No. So, well, I, and I do have a bunch of stuff coming in tomorrow to help out with that. So, um, we got a bunch of things coming in tomorrow. So along with the flashcards, cause we were talking about just having the flashcards. Yeah. Yeah. They were like six bucks. And then there was ones that were better, that were a little bit more, and then, of course, you know, by the time I was done, I, I spent a little bit of money. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, this Christmas break, they're not going to have a winter break. No, because they, they have to study. Yeah. We're at a point where, I mean, Tabby's, Tabby's right at that point, because we are catching it with Lily, mm-hmm. Tabby's going to get the break of us realizing what isn't there for them mm-hmm. right now and because neither one of them know their multiplication facts off the top of their head right. tabby knows steps but because she hasn't practiced any of it she can tell me what she's supposed to do but she can't do it yet because mm-hmm. she hasn't practiced so like that's at least you know she's got a foot ahead in that but still she has to she has to do it she has to practice both of them are not there yet with doing all of the math in their head mm-hmm. tabby tries to be cocky about it she gets two problems right and then she tries to do the rest in her head and then every problem will be wrong and then i'll be like hey go back and redo it and actually show your work and she'll get every problem right and i'm like see well and anna's in <laughs> physics and, and physics i can't is, and that's my work some of like, it i can graphing help. geometry you right because i well, no 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 wait geometry oh. no <laughs> Um, I geometry, sucked at geometry. I can't do that. But graphing. What about trig? Yeah. Okay. Poly, everything polynomials and everything. I liked all of that. Okay. All of the... Anything that had to do with the basics of algebra, I mm-hmm. loved algebra. So everything after that, I it was the same thing when like Tabby was coming when, you know, when they had their 
other school and they were doing a couple of advanced things a tab came to me it was like I don't know what I'm doing and I was like I've never seen this before and I looked it up and then I got it because it was it was just an extra step to the algebra I already knew so it's not well, hard part of what I used to do it involved graphing and charting that's not an issue but it was such a different level than mm-hmm. what they're even doing right now it's like yeah I'm not doing this based on a consumer index price index. Yeah, <laughs> You're not it's, connect- like, it's not connected to real life so you can't visualize yeah. it and and then with Anna I had to take the steps back I was like I can look at her problems in physics and go and I did that with her this last time you saw mm-hmm. it at the table I was like no look at number two again and she looks at two and she's like oh oh and she gets it and fixes it and I look at it and I go there you go that's right mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's easy it's easy for me physics aren't isn't hard to me it's mm-hmm. just that I didn't do an advanced full school year term I did just a term of physics and so it was mostly the basics and the couple of steps past the basics but like that was it I didn't I didn't go I didn't take a full year of it you didn't go into your codas you didn't go into decelerative yeah it's yeah no I didn't I learned the basics I didn't learn like we never got to the point of hey here's a real life scenario calculate all the things for it Mm -hmm. it we just you know like we did the egg drop and we had to do yeah. the math on it, and I thought that was really cool because you know just the the force of gravity and all mm-hmm. that. It was it was fun, but that was that was it. We didn't do anything else. So, yeah. but well, and I mean I'm fine with the fact that we're going to be spending this winter break setting their brains right. And I mean I don't fully blame them. They had a year of lockdown. Yeah, you know, and that you literally took highly sociable beings. Yeah. Who? Oh God, and they're so your social. generation. I feel so bad for all of you. You had no home ec. Oh, right? yeah. No. You, Everything. You, didn't, you had nothing finance. You weren't, didn't learn how to balance a checkbook. Mm-mm. You didn't learn. You didn't have wood shop, metal shop, auto shop. I nope. mean, I went to Vallejo <laughs> Senior High School. We had archery, right? Dude, you know, I would have like, killed like, to have yeah, an archery class. There, there were, uh, I think Hogan High School had an equestrian club. They literally had horseback riding. That's crazy. And it's like, now, what do you guys have? It's, it really is three Our topics. Our stuff is... is at least for my school, mm-hmm. we had um, what I was in, which is the Green Energy Technology Academy, which that was that stuff was hands on, but it mm-hmm. wasn't hands on in a connecting it to everyday life kind of thing, which like like I can do some simple wiring things from that class, which is great. But that's that's where it ends. I mm-hmm. if you need me to hook up a solar panel on something little, I could do that. But that's about it. I can put a light switch in. I know how to do that. I can solder. Yep. So a couple of little things, like trades things that people just like learn and know from an early age. I know a couple of those, yeah, but that's, that's where it ends. And you get into welding because welding is soldering. He's a bigger brother. So <sighs> just, you guys don't get to do the things that we did that were really brain resets for us. I had wood mm-hmm. shop in the middle. Like I, we had six periods at Franklin Junior High School and I had wood shop third period. Then I had wood shop. And how, I'm long, sorry, sorry. how long were your class periods? Uh, an hour each, 55 minutes. See, yeah, that's also where we deferred because mm. I had block schedule, so I had eight classes in all of high school. And so we had an A, B schedule, so four classes uh, and then four classes and then four classes, no. and each class was 90 minutes. No. Nope. So we, we had a lot. 55 minutes per class. Each class was every day, and we would go through it. And it was, I remember I had... You know, I had history in the morning, which my still one of my worst subjects. I was going to say, history yeah. sucks. So, <laughs> I always ended up with history in the morning, too. I had history. It's like the worst class to have in the morning. I had math, you know, and then I had woodshop. I had lunch, and then I came in. I had PE. So it was like, you know, we had 
enough stuff to have breaks in between it. The girls don't even have that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. they have their 55-minute classes and, like, yeah. four-minute p- passing periods, and it's not even really a passing period. Right. And every class they have, they have with the same people they had the last class with. Mm-hmm. So they're not meeting new people and new, yeah. you know, perspectives on life, and the teachers are the same throughout their grades. And they so. don't have a bunch of electives. Nobody uh-huh. does. Nobody, compared to what... I had, oh, com- even compared know. to what I had, yeah. we had so many different. Th- I took a lot in high school. We had theater, we had band, yep, we yep. had cheer, yep. we had football, mm-hmm. we had baseball, mm-hmm. we had soccer, mm-hmm. we had um, we had track. Yep, we had oh man, art club, we had archery, club. we had art, we <laughs> had auto shop. The auto shop guys, those guys were awesome. You know, they kept the school stuff up and running, and they would do oil changes for all of the oh, school faculty cool. for like 10 bucks oh we also had know. uh the because they don't have they don't even have um what we called it was oh gosh uh it was it was the group of kids that would like plan all of the events so like if we mm-hmm. had a pep rally or dance or any kind of kind of event those were the kids that did asb that's what it's called it was, okay. it was yeah yeah we had that they don't even have that they don't have a group of kids that <sighs> helps plan yeah, things so the, no. the nats was a great thing to be a part of because it taught you how to be a leader they don't even have that yeah everything they they have is a club and even then the clubs are like you know i wish there's like four kids though i probably would be able to change the oil in my trucks in (laughs) a while but i mean and given where we're at right now economically that (sighs) would yeah and with that said Welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. We talk about everything and anything and nothing all at the same time and give our own unique perspectives based on our own, you know, experiences. So, mm-hmm. we're going to start today with our Read It Reddit. Sure. And so, we're going to get into a lot today. We're going to talk about trucking, and I'm definitely going to be talking heavily in the trucking industry. This is a part of our corner for today. Uh, we call it the Truck Stop, but trucking industry is insane but before we get into that let's just uh get into something a little lighter i'm sure what do we have for our reader reddit today <laughs> it's going to be from r slash pro revenge okay um very light the user <laughs> definitely not <laughs> <laughs> the user for this one is uncommon underscore optimist okay and this one i'll just read you the title because the title is very mind mind blowing <laughs> cheat on me and brag to your friends Enjoy deportation. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. This is going to be nice and light. Okay. It's not a super long one, though. Okay. So they kind of get, <laughs> get to the point. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I met this girl, 22 at the time, while I, 30 male at the time, was working in a national park, and she was a housekeeper on a work visa. We instantly hit it off, and within a month, we were in a relationship. We even had a solid long-distance arrangement where we would visit each other on recreational visas in our respective off-seasons. I'd spend a few months in Romania or meet her at some vacation destination, then she'd spend a few months in the States. This went on for about two years, and eventually the conversation came up with her family about possibly moving her into the States permanently. Romania never really recovered from the... I don't know how to say that. Oh, the Kaseku. Kaseku? Kaseku regime. Okay. Romania never really recovered from... the. Kaseku regime, mm-hmm. and political slash economic corruption makes life pretty unpleasant for a lot of people. Her marrying and moving to the U.S. meant that her mom wouldn't have to worry about her daughter having a good life. I arranged for sponsorship and proposed to her. It really, it seemed like my dreams were coming true. Then, about a month after she's all settled in, I get a message from her best friend back home. What followed were a year's worth of screenshots wherein she bragged about conning me into paying for her residency while she cheated on me with eight different men. Wow. In her friend's words... Quote, you are a good man and you don't deserve this, unquote. 
So over the following two weeks, I reported her to ICE and Homeland Security for a conversation her brother and I had over a bottle at one point. He bragged about how he had done time in prison for smuggling weapons to Turkish terrorists and how she had been his lookout on several occasions. Wow. As you might imagine, in the war on terror days, this was not taken lightly. She was immediately arrested and deported and put on a permanent no-entry terror watch list. Want to take advantage of me and cheat? Have fun never being able to come back to the States with a heart emoji. <laughs> and then edit to address potential misinformation on my part. I'm not very well versed in European sociopolitics, so I was under the impression that her past along with her brothers would result in as much difficulty as it did here. I was misinformed, so thanks to everyone who set the record straight as far as her job prospects overseas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then some of the, the top comment was yeah, asking, did you, you ever hear comment? Dan the Dan123? Okay. Um, and asked, did you ever hear from her after she got deported? And they responded, Opie said, oh yes, her, both of her brothers, most of her cousins, all sending me death threats. And her mom congratulating me and saying she could use a son like me. Wow. (laughs) So even her own mother didn't like what she was doing. That's... I salute OP. He got her mother's approval for sending her daughter back because mm-hmm. of how awful she was. And was that's that, that was her best friend that turned her in? Uh-huh. Her yeah. best friend no, told on her. That's yeah, the, that too. Because I could never... Me as a friend to somebody could never sit around and just be like, oh yeah, that's great. Like, cool, you're cheating. Like, I'd be like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> you're cheating? I am telling on you. I'm sorry. Call me a tattletale. You, that's not okay. But <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty great. Nice. That's... Op, <laughs> that, you know what that, and I, that is exactly how I would be. That is exactly where I would. Be. Actually, I can state that because when I left the company uh, that I was at before, the trucking company that I'm brokering through right now, um, I when I first got my my first got my trucking license, my my boss, my first boss was you know Russian guy, Ukrainian guy, mm-hmm. and um, Oleg. Because again, I'm not changing names why <laughs> there's more than one person on the planet named Oleg and uh sat there and said hey you know we do all kinds of shady things and I learned more and more of it about how actually shady and shady illegal it was as I was going and a lot of it I mean I was new and I was making good money I was a brand new truck driver we're talking you know years ago yeah um and all these drivers that are coming in making 20, 30 cents in a mile. And I'm sitting there going, no, I'm not only doing that. I'm doing 65 cents a mile. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, running for two weeks at a time. I'm multi-carrying loads. I'm overweight. I run truck stops. I don't even know what my ELD is. And, and I was doing all of that. And then realized just how bad it was. And when he tried to screw me out of money, you know, I sat there and I went, mm, no, I don't think so. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to withhold, you know, $4,000 from you. And that was what, wasn't that like the second or third time he had done it too? Yeah. The, well, he had threatened before and I was like, you're not going to do that. And the first time he did it, I was like, oh, if this is in your vocabulary, I'm going to be ready for it when you try to pull the trigger on this. Mm. And it was, you know, I'm, you're not supposed to have more in my trailer, you know, most trailers than 42,000 pounds, really. Okay. Um, and I was carrying loads that were 60, 70,000 pounds. We were blowing through tires like we had stock in Goodyear. 
you know. <laughs> um, you know, you were with me. I mean, yeah, we, I remember, we were, well, I remember the first couple of trips. Yeah, out. I mean, we had that trailer packed as packed could be. Oh yeah, because my first trip out was awful because mm-hmm. that <laughs> packing oh, that yeah. trailer ended up fucking us in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was it was a shitty situation altogether, and then. To turn around and, and, and know what he was going to try to do, I was like, oh, okay. Well, you you know what? I So I stored up everything. I kept every piece of documentation that I had, every conversation that I had with him, because I knew he'd go to delete the conversation, so I always made sure I was screenshotting him and everything. And then when he sat there and tried to pull that again, it was almost five grand. And he's like, well, I'm going to withhold this until the insurance thing comes through, and then you know, and we'll decide whether you get paid then. I said, no, it's not the way it works. And that's so, your problem. Yeah. You're the one dealing with the brokers. Yeah. I'm the one that already ran the load, so you're supposed to pay me. Yeah. You're the one you're the one having me go to these warehouses at two thirty in the morning and having them shift and load and block everything in, playing a game of Tetris, you know, to pack everything in there nice and tight, not caring about the weights. I'm the one out here driving and taking the risk. You know what? No, I've got this other company right now that's willing to pay me three cents less a mile to run legally and they'll still be where I want to be, yeah, no, I'm good. And uh, I, I did. I literally sat there. Oh, I, I remember. Sent the envelope. I had it all together. I made that phone call. Yeah. And then you and drove his truck and told him that you, because you had told him that was it. You were done. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then you drove and parked his truck in a place, and you were like, "Hey, I'll let you know where my truck is when I get where your truck is when I get the money." Mm-hmm. I remember that because I was tried like, calling "Oh." The sheriffs, <laughs> and I was like, "You want to want to go that route?" Because I'll give the sheriff all you the wanna, paperwork. I, that was so stupid. Why yeah. the person that is giving you illegal things to do is mm-hmm. going to call the cops and bring the cops into it? And I straight out told him, I was like, yeah, yeah that's I'll, I'll call the sheriff, I'll tell him where the key is, and I'll tell him to check the envelope that's sitting on the passenger seat. And that was the last I heard of the sheriffs, and that and then, money was in my account uh-huh. within an hour. I remember and that. And he gave me an extra $2,000. I don't know whether it was accident or he just was so panicked, he was just like... Yeah, because he, he didn't through. want you to quit. Yeah, because well, because yeah. then and because then after you quit, he you blocked him on everything, mm-hmm. and he still made a separate email just to be able to contact you and beg and plead yeah. for you to come back because as bipolar he was, as they were coming, he was yeah. literally like an ex that you that you dumped for cheating on you, mm-hmm. and then is like, please take me back. I'm gonna kill you. I let you back. <laughs> you know, I went through hell. I lost so much money, and you made so much money on me. Yeah, you know, I was carrying three four loads in a trailer. We, we destroyed a trailer every year, you know? And he's like, yeah, well, that's what we do. And then his little, his miraculous, uh, where his trailer caught fire. Oh, yeah. You know, <clears throat> that was uh, highly convenient for his new tractor that uh, he couldn't afford and had worn himself thin on buying like four new trucks, you know, thought he was the stuff, but nobody else wanted to drive like I drove. I literally did it for the money. I was in it for the money. That's all I cared about. I had a family. I was desperate and I wanted to be the provider. I was used to being the provider and I couldn't handle it. And I go out, I drive for two weeks. I take a week off, but in that two weeks, you know, as a solo, you know, company driver, I was making 12 grand, 12, $15,000 busting my tail. So as a company person, so that was, that was really good money. And then once we got there, it was like, yeah, there's not going to be a future in this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not going to be a future in this. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even looking at that anymore. But, <laughs> well, so, in this some so, news in the trucking industry. Yeah, well, now. you know what? We we can use this last weekend as an example. Um, so I had drivers that had to come home. We couldn't couldn't find loads. The loads out there are absolutely ridiculous right now, and it's not even so much. <sighs> 
No, it is. The brokers, it's, it's a combination of so many things. Mm-hmm. Brokers are taking a higher percentage, right? Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this because people who are now ex-brokers that are fired from all these companies that are doing brokerages are coming out. They're leaking it. I've got several groups that I'm a part of in different places that are all talking about it. And the trucking industry is screwed right now. And if people don't change it, and if truckers can't change it, then we are screwed. And we are going to be blamed for Just as truckers or as a country? Well, it's... Well, the problem is it starts with the, with with us, right? If a load goes out for as an owner operator, I should not be driving anything less than three fifty a mile, period, right? And some people will like, oh, drive for anything less than six miles, and then you've been staying home for a long time because there's nothing out there doing that right now. So unless you're running running class one or class eight, you're not. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody and even is. Then isn't all the things that are class one or class eight? being double brokered right Mm -hmm. now so it's still not even oh yeah so even that even federal loads are i've seen double brokering now on federal loads it's absolutely ridiculous and we all know and all of us in the we okay so for those of you who aren't in the trucking industry for those who are owner operators and authority we utilize uh, what's called a load board and a load board is basically where brokers post up loads from shippers going to receivers with a mileage when it's to be picked up what the commodity is generally and when it's supposed to be dropped, where it's supposed to be dropped. So we get to look and we get to see our everything, our mileage, our fuel surcharge. As compared to a company driver that the company is the one that's doing all of that for them. Correct. And they're, the company is the one that gets the majority of that money and they're just paying the drivers to drive. And Correct. they're So that's the difference between an owner-operator and a company driver, right. which is the majority of what you see with Swift and CRST and KLLM. Mm-hmm. Those are mostly company drivers, the people okay. that don't have you know, big, huge, known companies plastered on the sides. They're generally more or less owner-operators. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and so the problem is, is, is now we're not just competing against us as owner-operators. We compete against those companies. Mm-hmm. You just talked about it. Swift will put a driver in a truck for you know 40 cents a mile the the load will be 85 cents a mile and swift still manages to make money out of it because they're so big they have fuel discounts yeah and it's just all flat rate every single company driver has a flat rate that doesn't change per load it's no matter what the load is worth they're still paid 40 cents a mile swift crst knight um yeah all of these all these companies which i think knight just got bought by swift Warner, they they do the lease owner operator programs, which just hose their guys, and everybody gets away from it, realizes how bad of a deal it ever actually was. Um, But we as owner operators are competing with those guys, but they're not necessarily even the biggest problems. The biggest problems are these people who are coming in, um, who don't have all the credentials and everything that they need, and still doing it. Mm -hmm. I see these guys that I don't know how their truck passes inspection. I've literally seen guys that I'm like, they start up their engine. And you I'm like, hear it and, and you're, you're like, like, whoa. What? Yeah. You know. <laughs> when, mostly when we're, we stop at like a rest area. Those are when, because mm-hmm. you don't really see them at truck stops. You mm-hmm. don't really, you never see them passing through a right way station because you know that their truck isn't going to pass. every roundabout to every way station. Mm-hmm. They use Trucker's Path and like two other programs to know whether or not a way station is open or closed and. It's they yeah. got bumpers falling off. They mm-hmm. got no windshield wipers. They, you know, a window was cracked beyond. You know, the you can't like, roll down his window to climb out of his door. <laughs> you know, and these guys are out there and they're being dangerous. They're downright oh, yeah. dangerous. And then that and they're taking these loads for a dollar two, a dollar fifteen a mile. 
we as truckers need to be like, forget it. Start calling them out. Like literally start reporting them, start doing everything to it. But mm-hmm. we're truckers where we want everybody to leave us alone. So we want to leave everybody alone. Um, but we're critical of everybody already. We're already halfway to that point. Yeah. Like literally if you see a truck and it's, I, I saw one, um, that, yeah, their, their, their bumper was literally just bouncing mm-hmm. on, on the freeway. I was going out, should have taken a picture. And gone up to the next way station and been like, hey, this guy turned off back here. This is what he's driving in and whatever. And and just start narking it. Get this down. There, a couple of months ago, there were these guys, there were guys that were um, from a different country where this is more commonplace. But they've been pulling the kingpin, uh, the kingpin's <sighs> loose. Yep. So people go to drive away and... You know, you look at it at a glance. And we you only think, had oh. some. The only reason that I know that that's such a bad thing is because we only had our trailer drop off of our truck once, mm-hmm. and it was because we went to go get what was it like a tire change? Yeah. It was something so simple, and, and we dropped our trailer, and they put our tra- our uh, truck back up against yep. the trailer and didn't hook up the trailer. Yeah, but so, they told us they had. Yep. They told us they had, and, and we should have checked. Idiot. I was. A we were tired. <clears throat> yeah, I had been on the road for well. Well past. It was. Uh, we were tired. It yeah. had been a long week. We had been. We hadn't slept very long that was day, and because same week we broke down in Colorado. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It probably was. It probably it was. was a part of that big crazy mm-hmm. long. Because I I just remember that trip being bad. But no, it probably it was a red freightliner, right? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I really don't remember. It was. So I've driven everything. Just so everybody knows, I've literally. There's not a. I what I have. I haven't been in a manual Mac. Yeah, but that's it. But no, it was Cat we. Over. And I remember because I we had just started pulling away, and I was just sitting down in my seat, mm-hmm. and he turned to the truck, and then suddenly everything was we flying off the shelves. Yeah. We jumped forward. I smashed my elbow into the dash, and he almost hit. You almost hit your head on the steering wheel because mm-hmm. it was that much of a jolt, and we were under full load. Mm-hmm. So we had to. It didn't fully drop either. I realized what happened. It got stuck onto the back. Uh, it was on. It was literally sitting on my tires. Yeah, it was a bad was. thing. But yeah, so imagine that happening to other mm-hmm. people that are, you know, not not only are these because we were just pulling out of a parking space. We were going right. maybe ten miles an hour, if even. Not a, yeah. Not and even. these people are pulling up onto the freeways, mm-hmm. and these trailers are falling off of their trucks, and things are like I can I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. No. It's and but we found out. And uh, I think it was, yeah, it was in York, Nebraska that, that this didn't happen. That a bunch of truckers found out actually what happened and caught these guys that were pulling the kingpin handles and uh, beat the living snot out of them. Beat them to an absolute pulp. And honestly, good. I mean, Because it's again, such an awful thing to do for so many yeah. different reasons. I mean, can you imagine? It's the equivalent of people going around and cutting people's brake lines yeah. so that there would be fewer cars on the road. Just think about that. That's exactly what they're doing. They're pulling these kingpins because they want to wreck these trailers, wreck these trucks, so that they have less competition out on the road. So it is the same as if I had a car dealership and I needed to get more cars sold. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut all your brake lines. Just going to go out there and just go under and cut your brake lines. And that's the same level of danger. Because you go to slam on your brakes and your, you know, your trailer comes off. Heck, I'm sure there's plenty of people that can give me just scary stories mm-hmm. you know, that are out there. But right now the trucking industry is a nightmare. And the trucking industry should worry everybody because it is literally... The foundation you know, of 
every it's yeah. the beginning of everything. Yes. Everything yeah. starts with your food, your supplies, any every little thing that you mm-hmm. need for everything yeah. gets here by a truck. Everybody was freaking out over the train strike, but the train strike is nothing. The train strike is nothing. You know what the train mm-hmm. strike does? The train strike this train strike makes everything a little bit cheaper. That's it. Because trains on, you know, each car, they'll carry two, three trailers that are intermodal trailers that are specifically made for this. But then you know how it gets from the train yard to the final destination? A truck. A truck. And but there's a lot of things that the trains can't do. Look, a train isn't going to get from Arizona to New Jersey with, you know, a bunch of fresh fish. Yeah, no, it's in, not going to get... In 32 hours. It's just not going to happen. None of your chicken or none mm-hmm. of your meat. None of your right. meat is traveling by train. None of the None of your fresh food. Fresh, the things, the quality of food that you have in the store, the fact that things... Look, a train will never restock your shelves um, after a hurricane, a tornado, or yeah. any natural disaster as fast as a truck will. When the Paradise Fires happened in California, mm-hmm. I, me and a couple other truckers came up there with our trailers just so we could open our doors and blast some cool air to help people out for a little bit. You know, trains can't do that. But the trains got all the press. But the trucker convoy that we had out here that was driving around mm-hmm. in D.C., nope, media blackout. And right now, diesel is upwards of $6 or more a gallon. Def, which is an absolute, it's a scam. It's been proved it's a scam. Oh, yeah. It, you know, Def is only coming from China, and China has slowed it down, and we now continually, how many, every week we have, hey, this truck stops out of fuel. Hey, this truck's out. This truck stops out of Def. Hey, this truck stop can't have anybody in it. And just outside of San Antonio this last week, one of our, one of the most popular truck stops that we have, Caught fire, burned to the ground. Burned to the ground. With a bunch of trucks stuck inside. So the Mm -hmm. trucks couldn't even escape. You know, and people leave their trucks there for a weekend or a few days because they're going to take a couple of days off. They're at home, come back, their truck is gone. Their trailer is gone. Everything is just burned down. It was a horrible situation. But it's becoming more and more commonplace. You know, this needs to be important for everybody, not just truckers. And I mean, I don't care what it takes. Everybody needs to be sharing this more than anything else. We are your front line. Without truckers, everything stops. And we have become so overly regulated. Emissions, which are a scam. They are. The the death system that we use utilizes ammonia so that we don't puff out black smoke. It doesn't actually do anything to better the conditions of the air. And overall, it actually is more detrimental because you're talking about a bunch of urea that is coming from, you know, China and shipped over on big dirty barges and then shipped out all over the place and then put into trucks that have he- their heavy overweight systems that lower our fuel efficiency and that by the time you sit and do all the factoring and realizing it, they are a scam that can literally that literally allow China or any other foreign country to cripple us by not letting any truck post 2003 move on the road unless somebody wants to go and modify it which would be illegal we have the eld which is an electronic logging device that regulates us so that we can't drive more than 11 hours a day but that alone is ridiculous because you can if you work as a nurse you can work a 24-hour shift a 48-hour shift and a nap and that Mm -hmm. is directly tying into the safety and and well-being of people's lives 
You can be, you know, if you're a shop owner, you can be open 24 hours a day and in your shop 24 hours a day. You own a restaurant, you can be there all you want. But if you own a commercial truck, you can't drive more than 11 hours a day. And that includes the time that you're sitting there waiting to get loaded, unloaded, docked, fueling, yep. everything else. It doesn't matter. You can only drive 11 hours a day. And it sounds great. And it sounded good to everybody. But then as soon as the pandemic hit, right, they lifted it for most of us. Hey, as long as what you were hauling was related to the pandemic, which it was, if you were carrying food, it was related. If you were carrying what we had, hazmat pharmaceuticals, including the precursor for the vaccine, guess what? We were, we, and guess what happened? Because all the bad drivers had to stay at home and people were staying home from their jobs and everything else. What happened to the accident rate? We proved that truckers aren't the issues. The issues are idiots in little thousand, 2,000 pound pieces of garbage cars getting in front of 80,000 pounds of rolling and trying to brake check us. Yeah. There's the day that we can't stop. There's the day that we won't stop and you will always lose. We all have dash cams. We're yep. all there for this. We're all there for our safety. We go from point A to point B. We do it well. We do it safe. We don't do it to wreck, you know, and most of us don't. Most of the truck-related accidents that we have involve cars. So congratulations, the big ones especially, involve cars. Fatigue and, slut and sleep and those, yeah, they're so few and far between that they actually make the news. And even then, when they do make the news, you never hear, oh, man, this car driver got in front of a truck and the truck was forced to slam on their brakes mm -hmm. and then overturned, jackknife, whatever. It's always, oh, trucker was driving. It's always, it's always about the truck. Mm -hmm. It's never about the person driving the car. It's always about the person driving the truck and mm -hmm. how they were awful and how they made a mistake. Even if they can give video footage of the fact that they were wide awake and perfectly fine, yeah. the trucker is always painted as the bad guy because, oh, well, they're in the heavier machine. They're the one that can cause damage. And I yeah. don't understand that because how, how are, what are they supposed to do? I really, I don't get that. There's nothing that you can do if you are rolling 70 miles an hour, even 65 miles an hour, even 55 where it is in California, mm -hmm. which is dumb, but yeah. <laughs> even 55 in California, can you even imagine, like, we need to do the math on how much units of force mm -hmm. that is when you're driving a full load, 55 miles an hour, how the stopping period and everything, like, we need to do a full... It's three football fields. That's literally 400 Yeah, but miles. I want to know the, 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 the units of force that that yeah. would be, hitting somebody at all. Even if, you know, do it, just like I said, doing all the... We should give that to Anna. Make mm -hmm. that a physics problem for sure. her to figure out. Absolutely. And you know what? We'll post it up. Literally, so that we, we'll you guys can understand. Or we'll put it on our Facebook or whatever we want to put it on. Yeah. yeah. But so that you can understand just mm -hmm. how detrimental it is to get in front of a truck when you're merging onto the freeway, but mm -hmm. you don't feel like slowing down for them. Just so that you can understand that in traffic, they have to start and stop over and over again. And starting and stopping, even at five miles an hour, we can't slam on their brakes. Right. So, it, and no, because people don't even understand. And I need to come to a complete stop. It's still going to take me 20 feet. Yeah. And even and so, then, people don't understand the how detrimental it is even to be putting on your brakes in a mm -hmm. truck because people don't realize i don't think people know how trucks work they yeah. don't have the same brake system as no. a regular car no. we have engine brakes for the exact purpose of not using our brakes because right. if they get too hot everything's on fire yep then that's it and you can't do anything yeah. if your truck if, you if your brakes catch fire or, 
you, you, know, if you live in Colorado, I know you've seen it, or Utah, you know, what happens is trucks, we have engine brakes, and you've all heard them. You hear when a big truck goes, yeah, they make that that big, loud noise. It's That's their engine brake. Engine brake, jake brake. It's literally, that's what we utilize to save on our brake pads, to save on our entire brake system. Right, because your brake system is overheats quick, mm-hmm. and it can overheat very quick. And when guys are sitting there, and you're carrying a full forty-three thousand pounds, and you're going down, you know, we can just go uh, stinging eighty Wyoming Cheyenne, okay, Laramie, Laramie Pass in Wyoming. We we go down Laramie Pass. I'm there. I'm in sixth gear. I'm you know I'm up whatever gear. I'm you know I'm I'm there. I'm low and I'm slow and I'm going. But I've still got 43,000 pounds that's pushing behind me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to feather my brakes the whole way down. I'm letting it catch up, slowing it back down, feather. And I'm keeping that feathered. And guys who've been doing this for 20, 30 years, way more than me. I've been a trucker for 6 billion miles. And I was driving trucks before Henry Ford knew what an assembly line. Blah, 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 blah. Not kidding. Go to a trucker's forum. Everybody's that level of trucker, right? And I'm talking about me when I actually drove that stuff. And, you know, that was scary. Yeah, and and it's not like, you know, your fancy, cool, newfangled electric cars or Mm -hmm. hybrids that tell you every little thing about your car. Truckers, yeah, there's some newer, nice trucks, but... For the most part, people are driving things that are just all just dials. Mm-hmm. You don't have something telling you the temperature of your brake system unless you're in a newer Volvo. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to know all of those things. And in those ones, that's great. Because then you know when you can and can't be pushing on your brakes because it's telling you the temperature of your brakes. So you know, hey, my brakes are about to catch fire. I need to stop a full engine brake everything. And you're right. just going to keep speeding up. Pull me over for speeding. I can't use my brakes kind of thing. But most of the trucks, you can't tell. You have mm-hmm. to go based on instinct and how much you've been pushing on your brakes. And if you get a flat in your little four-wheeler you're gonna know Mm -hmm. but we can get a flat on the inside tire of our trailer and a trailer that we just checked and did a pre-trip on you know that morning went out went a few hundred miles we're going down a hill that tire is blown apart and we don't even know yep and that affects everything but the thing is the bottom line is is that everything's more expensive in a truck your tire your tire costs 100 to 150 dollars to put in my tire costs eight to ten times that much to replace. You know, it's everything in trucking is so expensive, and we're on huge back orders mm-hmm. for things that are ridiculous. I have a 2016 Kenworth T680, and because it's got a fuel gauge reader issue in the computer, I'm on a six month back order for this part that isn't considered a warranty part. And so I'm sitting here stuck with a truck that I can't properly run because it gets no power going uphill. We've replaced so much on that to end up finding out that it was this computer relay board and it was a common problem when finally one of the mechanics was just honest. You know, it's like, oh, thanks, $40,000 later. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then I've got the other truck and it's got problems. And it's newer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got problems, but it doesn't matter. It's it's almost the same computer problem, mm-hmm. and that tells me that I'm going to end up running with the with the same thing. So I'm going to need to buy this part a couple of times over. But I've still got to make payments on them. Finance yep. company is going to you know want my their money tomorrow from me, and I'm sitting here going, well, I'm not going to have it. 
I'm not. And, and more and more truckers are not going to have it. The DAT load board is the biggest joke ever. We all fight for junk loads. Amazon's relay system, for those who are looking at it right now, and specifically I mean today because it does vary day to day, right now it's garbage. Last week it was amazing. I talked to guys who took a trailer from Houston to Colorado and did thousands. And they were very happy. But they couldn't get out of there. Mm-hmm. They found a they found a load going from Colorado back to Dallas, I think, and it was seven hundred and something dollars. You know? Seriously? Yeah. So oh it's my. like the, wow. the industry, you guys, diesel is up. It's ridiculous. Our prices on our loads are down. They're ridiculous. And then we have drivers who have no business running the loads that we run. Guys who don't have their tanker permits pulling tankers. Guys who don't have their hazmats um, that are pulling hazmat loads. Guys who are in no way, shape, and form allowed to run federal loads that are piggybacking off other guys running their federal loads. And then what do we have? We have Buttigieg and all these people trying to tell us how our ELD should be even more mandated. We should be more restricted. And all it's doing besides screwing us over, we're just the front line. It's you, the end consumer at the end of the day, who is going to die to this. This is solo going to be worse than a housing market crash. This is going to be worse than losing jobs because this means you won't have food. And if you look and pay attention in your grocery stores, you will see that it hasn't recovered anyway. It still hasn't recovered. Go try to go look at your foods. The grocery stores do what's called facing, meaning they take the front cans of stuff, they put it in the front and they face it forward so that the aisles look pretty. Grocery stores have what they call facing, which is where they take four cans of something or a couple of cans of something, they put it in the front of the aisle and they face it towards you so that it looks like the aisles are nice and full. Mm -hmm. But if you sit and you poke your head in, you'll see behind them, they're not. Yep. That they're run short. You guys have seen rotations on all of a sudden there's no eggs. Oh, nobody has eggs. Oh, nobody has, what was it, Gatorade zeros at one yeah. point. We you have, know. we're having a, a formula shortage. Mm-hmm. We have tampon shortages, yeah. all of that. That's but, not coincidence. But, but truckers can't afford these rates. Mm-hmm. You need to understand that as an owner operator under our own authority, it costs, it costs us about a dollar a mile to move, period. No matter what our fuel range is, no matter what, it costs us a dollar a mile to move right now. So we have to make more than that to survive. And it's like, and we know that on that dollar a mile, we need to be looking at $3 a mile. At th- and just so you understand this, that is if I get 1,000 miles a day, which a bunch of truckers, you can't do 1,000 miles a day. I already showed that wrong TikTok, pulled that video down, whatever, I don't care. Um, you know, especially as a team, it's not a big deal. But if we did, and I'm just going to round it up to make it easy, do 1,000 miles a day. And we do 1,000 miles a day. We need to make a dollar on that. And why? Because if a tire blows, I have to pay for that. Okay? If I have something that needs to be maintained on my truck, I have to pay for that. I have a PM service, which is a preventive maintenance service, um, that I have to do that costs me $1,000. I have to do that every month. Okay? I'm going to replace a tire a month on average. I'm going to have to get a PM service every month on average. I'm going to wash my truck four times a month 
on average, I'm going to eat because I have a powerful need to do so. And so I look at $3 a day, a dollar a day is my operating cost, a dollar a, a dollar a mile, I'm sorry, a dollar a mile is my operating cost, a dollar a mile is what I'm paying in taxes. And so I'm trying to make that other dollar a mile in profit so that it makes being away from my family and everything else and, and my payments and all the stuff that I have to do worth it. Okay, so I'm gonna stop this rant because I can keep going and I'm going to and I'm gonna go on in future segments, but we've got a little bit of time for that. So before we go on too much and everybody tunes out to what we're doing, you've got anything for our hypotheticals? Yeah, I've got a, a hypothetical for you that Uh-oh. is not necessarily, it's not really a hypothetical just because things like it have happened before. What did you get me for Christmas? N- oh. No, <laughs> but it is, you know, so that the world understands the way that, the way that you are in defending your family and okay. your girlfriends Uh-oh. and wife and everything. Okay. So this Oops, one is. Sorry. I just bumped the hell out of that. Probably want to say that part again. Sorry. So it's not a hypothetical? It's kind of a hypothetical? Yeah, it's it's a hypothetical question, but it's based off of a Reddit post. So it's kind of a what would you do in this situation? Okay. But without being, you know, without actually putting yourself really in that situation, just kind of answering the question. Because the, the question is, what would you do if a man objectified your girlfriend in front of you? And so I'm going to tell you what this particular story was. Okay. Today I was out for a walk not far from home, and my girlfriend just pulled up in her car. As she's getting out, I hear her yell, can you not fucking talk to me? I run over to the car to see what the fuss is, and my neighbor and his friend are sitting in their car, window rolled down. I ask her what's up, and she dropped something besides the seat in her car and bent over to pick it up, and the neighbor in the passenger seat said, you got a nice ass, baby, not knowing I was nearby. Of course I wasn't having this, and we got into a verbal altercation. I yell at him to stop being a creep. Who the hell are you, bro? This has nothing to do with you. It's not your business, he shouts back. My girl's like... He's my boyfriend and it is his business. The man rolls up his windows. The neighbor gets out of his seat to tell me him and his friend been drinking and his friend doesn't get enough attention. He's sorry. Tells me him and his girlfriend live nearby and neither of us know if he is sexu- if he was sexualizing her too. Literally just want this man to stop talking to me. Kind of want to kick his ass, but don't want an assault charge. Brush it off. Walk back inside. Thank- she thanks me, but don't feel that he got what he deserved. What would you have done? So he, you know, weird creep objectifying his girlfriend when she was in the car which is weird (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you know he basically came over and was like just you know stop it (laughs) that's my girlfriend what are you doing and then he defends his friend i mean oh he's drunk you know which is never an excuse but she just he basically is just kind of like yeah it's whatever but don't you know stop like Mm -hmm. just kind of you know verbally just like don't do it again and then they go back inside and she's like you know thanks but you know he kind of got away with it at that point Mm -hmm. which i can understand that so back to a world of no consequences yeah and and that's the thing so i can give a couple of examples in those situations um i'll go to one the incident at kroger's which wasn't a big deal where you were loading the groceries into the backseat of the truck and the guy's like hey hey come over here let me talk to you let me talk to you right yeah and it was like you just were joey i i need you to deal with this guy he's trying to call me over and i was like oh i didn't hear it i was starting the truck and everything getting everything together so i opened up the door i was like what do you need he's like uh i'm like what do you need do you want me to come over there are, are you good? Do you, do you need... That's, that's my girl. What do you need? What do you expect the end result's going to be? 
and he got into that car how quick? Immediately. And, and GT the FO, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's, it's the same thing. But at the same time with, we can use another example in what's going on, you know, guys sitting there texting, 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 texting. It's like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to worry about it. But the moment that she objects to it or says, hey, whoa, he went too far or anything like that, I'm stepping up because I'm an idiot. I'm stupid and I don't care. I'm, I'm the dog. That's, that's the way I am. It's like, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do, whatever you need me to do. Um, Amy, we were at a Mexican restaurant and the waiter was, the server was flirting with her and he was flirting with her and she had no intention on doing anything with the server, but she enjoyed the flirting. So I just let it go because I didn't care. At the end of the day, not worried about it. She's fine. Dog's like, okay, there's no threat here, right? Mm-hmm. Him, it's like, oh, that's your friend and he's drunk? Yeah, get him the fuck out of here. Because mm-hmm. you can get him the fuck out of here or I'm going to rile him up. I'm going to get him in my face, you know? It's same thing in any situation. I don't play around until it's it's time. And when it's time, that's just it. And, I'm, and I have caught charges and I will get charges and I, and I just don't care. That's just a price of life. If I have to catch charges to protect you, protect Nikki, protect Amy, protect my daughters, I'll catch them. But if somebody, oh, he's drunk, well, then get him the hell out of here. I don't give a damn. Yeah, why did... Because well, then I want to know... I, I don't know if it was clarified or not. I want to mm-hmm. know who was driving. Because if right. his friend was driving, why didn't he... First of all, if he was drunk, why was he driving? Mm-hmm. Second of all, if he wasn't driving, then why didn't you just go if you're responsible for your drunk friend why did you let him do that well, why didn't you defend your neighbor you know yeah I, like you didn't I do anything and, and just got out and it was excuses after that because mm-hmm. it had already happened like yeah so and, and for anybody thinking that oh i think i'm some big ass tough guy no i don't care i i don't care if i get my ass beat i've gotten my ass beat i just keep going i'm stupid <laughs> i am stupid there's something wrongly wired in my system that says, okay, we're going to fight now. <laughs> Literally, that's just what I do, okay? <laughs> you know? I mean, that's exactly what it is. And, and it's, it's really simple. It was like when the cop came and, and we're sitting there and we're all in the truck, right? And the cop's like, you know, hey, this is a welfare check. I need to know who's in the truck with you. I was just like, she doesn't want you to know who's in the truck with me. Get out. You know, go away. And I just start basically barking at the guy. I don't care. You could break it down. If you didn't speak the language... It just looked like me barking at somebody. Mm. Roll down the window just to bark. Just get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, go away. Leave them alone. They're not yours. Don't touch them. <laughs> I'm a good boy, Mom. I'm a good boy. I'm gonna, am I going to get belly rubs? Yeah, I'm going to get belly rubs. <laughs> oh, I was a good boy. And that's exactly where it was. And that's exactly where it is. Step in. You're going to get hurt. You're, I, I might get hurt, but you're going to get hurt. But see, here's the thing. If I get hurt, I know who's going to put my Band-Aids on. I know who's going to, you know, give me a drink and say I was a good boy and still give me my belly rubs. So I don't care. And I genuinely don't, you know. So, yeah, in that situation, no, that's exactly what I would do and exactly what you've seen me do. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, what? as far as, you know, he heard it, his girlfriend wasn't calling to him for help. Yeah. It wasn't like she set it up, set the situation, went bent over in front of them intentionally and was like... Oh, don't look at my butt. You know, it's like, no, bent over and drunk ass just sits there. Oh, you got a nice ass. Like, and I'm going to come around the corner. I was like, come here. <laughs> come on. Step out. Oh, he's drunk. Good. <laughs> drunk is fun. 
Fighting drunk people is fun because drunk people have more tolerance mostly than not drunk people. Because <laughs> liquid they, courage. <laughs> but they're, yeah, but they're sloppy. Their swings suck. Their fists are tight well before and back. There's just nothing that I'm going to worry about. You get hit by a drunk person, it's funny. You know, it's like you see them and you're like, are you okay? <laughs> like, you feel like you're about to get into a short bus fight, right? But but it's like, at the end of that, I'm still protecting my mine. And then my neighbor knows better. But now you've got this awkward situation with a neighbor that's not going to go away. Yeah. And does he have a girlfriend or a wife? Yeah. That's... I hope not. Yeah. Because I don't I, understand... I, I understand... When people say that, like, drunk thoughts are, like, the actual thoughts mm-hmm. of people. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Like, I I'm full, wholeheartedly believe that. That tired thoughts are, like, people are people's deeper thoughts. Oh, yeah. That drunk thoughts are people's deeper thoughts. Like, anything where somebody's in... Like, even down to, you know... Because you know how many times people admit to things when they're on um, laughing gas mm-hmm. or when they get their teeth done or anything like that. Like, they, they say these things because... The level of a barrier. Like just weeded up, stoned off their minds. And then they're like, I think my mom's kind of (laughs) hot. But the... the, But I... So I I always think that things like that are weird. Because then, Mm -hmm. yeah, if he does have a wife and that's the way that he's acting, then I feel like there's a deeper issue going on Mm -hmm. that he doesn't... You know, whether it's he's not getting it or... He's got issues and doesn't feel like their relationship is good. Whatever. It just yeah. I, I've never. I hate it's when like, people. What time of day? Because my, yeah, my visual was like middle of the day. Well, I me too. Got their brain game when you're hearing a story. I saw it in the middle of the day. Yeah, I mean, me too. Is this like two o'clock in the morning? Why? Are, where were you and your girlfriend at? Separate well, places? I, I, it had to be. I only thing I could think is like coming home from work or the store yeah. or something. Because. Yeah. For him to be drunk has to be later in the day, I feel like. At least I, I hope so. <laughs> I'd love more context. I, I would love some more context from OP. So. But that's where you'll just have to like post this up and be like, hey, we talked about you here at this time. And give us a little bit more insight. So, But that's good. I'd rather yeah, definitely end on that. <laughs> and we're going to end on that because, hey, you've been with us for this afternoon dive. It's been over an hour. We're really grateful. And uh, we would love it if you'd uh, make sure you share us. And keep coming back because you're the reason we're here. So we appreciate it. And once again, I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And remember that which doesn't kill you is coming back with friends. Until then, peace out with your peace out. Bye.